The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. You know, we talk about beginning and beginning again, and I think that's what Monday is all about. Another chance to get it right. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, June 20th, 2022, Monday of the 12th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle two. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. Our saint today is Saint Adelbert of Magdeburg, born about 910. He was a German monk, consecrated a bishop, and sent to Russia in 961. Princess Olga of that land had asked Emperor Otto the Great to provide her with a missionary. Now the son of Princess Olga took her crown from her soon after Adelbert arrived in Russia and his mission companions were slain. He escaped, made his way to Mainz where he spent four years. He was then named Abbot of Weissenberg and Bishop of Magdeburg. This was a diocese created to provide missionary programs for the Slavs. There Adelbert was made Metropolitan of the Slavs. He also received two papal legates to assist him. In this vast labor, St. Adalbert of Magdeburg died in 981. St. Adalbert, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for Christian families around the world. May they embody and experience unconditional love and advance in holiness in their daily lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There is this anecdote I read the other day. It happened in the latter part of the 19th century. An upper middle class peasant was sitting in a train opposite a young university student. The student observed the man. He was praying the rosary with the meads moving through his fingers. Obviously the young college boy didn't have much faith. He kind of laughed a little bit and then asked the man, Sir, do you still believe in such old-fashioned things? The man very humbly replied, Why, yes, I do. Don't you? The student burst out laughing, saying, I do not believe in such absurdities. Take it from me. You should throw the rosary out and learn what science has to say about it. This man 
showing some frustration, some kind of hurt. says, science? What do you mean by this science? Could you explain it? The student saw that he had offended the man, and so he offered, well, if you give me your address, I will send you some information on the matter. The man reached awkwardly in his coat and produced his card. When the young man read the card, he felt silent and hung his head. The card read, Louis Pasteur, Director of the Institute of Scientific Research, Paris. I don't know if you've ever heard of Louis Pasteur. He's one of the greatest scientists in history. He was a chemist, microbiologist, renowned for his discoveries of the principles of vaccination, microbial fermentation, and pasteurization. He did a lot for science, and obviously this young man has met Chacha. It's a beautiful anecdote. I don't know how real it is. Hopefully it is. Pasteur was a good Catholic. It speaks about the beauty and the importance of praying the rosary, going to our Mother Mary. But it also helps us, I think, can help us to realize what our Lord Jesus is telling us today in the Gospel. He will address his disciples saying, Stop judging, that you may not be judged. Stop judging. Something so important for all of us, because no matter where we live, what culture we come from, no matter what place in society we have, no matter if we're man or woman, we all fall into this problem, judging others, those around us, for what they do, what they don't do, gossip, being critical. And Jesus is very clear with us. Stop judging. And then he goes on with this very famous comparison. He says, why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye, while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first. You hypocrite. And I think we all need to hear these words in our mind telling us, you hypocrite. What about you? Who are you to judge? The politician? Who are you to judge? Your brother? Your sister? Who are you to judge? Your boss? Your mom? Your dad? Your children? Only God can judge us. Of course, we need to help people, and if someone has a beam in his eye, we need to help him and hopefully show it to him so that he will take it out of his eye. But as we see those problems in other people, because people have problems, no one is perfect, we need to look inside ourselves and ask, well, what about me? What am I doing for this? And I think it happens to all of us. I guess you just need to go out and drive for a little bit, and if there's traffic, we complain about other drivers. But maybe the first question has to be, hey, how do I drive? Am I respectful to others? Do I respect loss of traffic? Or when we read the newspapers, and we read about politicians saying this or that, doing this or that, 
or not doing this or that, and we complain. And we need to ask ourselves, what about me? What am I doing for society? What am I doing about this or that? And focus on that. And maybe eventually helping that politician if there's anything we can do. Or participating in politics so that politician isn't elected the next time. With church authorities, with your pastor, in complaining, you need to think, well, what am I doing for the church? How am I serving it? Can I be more faithful, more generous? Because we all make society, we all make the church, and complaining, judging, criticizing, it's not going to help anybody. It's not going to help the country. It's not going to help the church. It's not going to help your brother or sister, your mom and dad. What changes society, what makes a difference, is your attitude, is you taking off that beam off your eye and being the best Christian, the best person you can be in society. And if each one of us here examines his conscience and takes that beam off his eye, then we will make a difference in society. Complaining has never made a difference. Sometimes we need to bring things up to the appropriate authorities, and it is good that we do that. And there are ways of doing it, but just judging immediately, not giving people the benefit of the doubt, not trying to find out better, or looking into it and seeing how can I really help this person. We might be falling into the same mistake this young man fell into when he judged that would seem to be this old, simple man praying the rosary in the train. Let's think first. Let us truly ask ourselves, where is this going to lead? Am I truly helping the church or society by judging, by complaining? Can I put myself in his shoes? Can I help in any way? And what we can all do is take that beam out of our eye and just try our best. And if we try our best, then we will be able to help our brother. We will be able to help the church with our witness, with our love, with our charity, and maybe even with a good correction. But first of all, as Jesus tells us, do not judge. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 14 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, June 20th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church now in prayer as we begin the liturgical day. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. 
Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory, the Lord the mighty, the valiant? The Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. How good God is to Israel to those who are pure of heart. Yet my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped, for I was filled with envy of the proud when I saw how the wicked prosper. For them there are no pains. Their bodies are sound and sleek. They have no share in men's sorrows. They are not stricken like others. So they wear their pride like a necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. Their hearts overflow with malice. Their minds seethe with plots. They scoff 
they speak with malice. From on high they plan oppression. They have set their mouths in the heavens, and their tongues dictate to the earth. So the people turn to follow them and drink in all their words. They say, How can God know? Does the Most High take any notice? Look at them, such are the wicked, but untroubled. They grow in wealth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. Their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. Their, their laughter will, will turn, turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. How useless to keep my heart pure and wash my hands in innocence when I was stricken all day long, suffered punishment day after day. Then I said, If I should speak like that, I should abandon the faith of your people. I strove to fathom this problem too hard for my mind to understand until I pierced the mysteries of God and understood what becomes of the wicked. How slippery the paths on which you set them. You make them slide to destruction. How suddenly they come to their ruin, wiped out, destroyed by terrors. Like a dream one wakes from, O Lord, when you wake, you dismiss them as phantoms. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will be forever. Be forever. Amen. Their, their laughter will turn to weeping, their, their merriment to grief. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. And so when my heart grew embittered, and when I was cut to the quick, I was stupid and did not understand, no better than a beast in your sight. Yet I was always in your presence, you are holding me by my right hand. You will guide me by your counsel, and so you will lead me to glory. What else have I in heaven but you? Apart from you, I want nothing on earth. My body and my heart faint for joy. God is my possession forever. All those who abandon you shall perish. You will destroy all those who are faithless. To be near God is my happiness. I have made the Lord God my refuge. I will tell of all your works at the gates of the city of Zion. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. Amen. Let us pray. It is good to be with you, Father. 
In you is fullness of life for your faithful people. In you all hope resides. May you lead us to everlasting happiness. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. To savor your words is my delight, O Lord. Honey itself is not sweeter. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Philistines rallied their forces for battle at Succa in Judah and camped between Succa and Azekah at Ephes Damim. Saul and the Israelites also gathered and camped in the Vale of the Terebinth, drawing up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines were stationed on one hill and the Israelites on an opposite hill with a valley between them. A champion named Goliath of Gath came out from the Philistine camp. He was six and a half feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a bronze corslet of scale armor weighing 5,000 shekels and a bronze greave and had a bronze scimitar slung from a baldric. The shaft of his javelin was like a weaver's heddle bar, and its iron head weighed six hundred shekels. His shield-bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why come out in battle formation? I am a Philistine, and you are Saul's servants. Choose one of your men and have him come down to me. If he beats me in combat and kills me, we will be your vassals. But if I beat him and kill him, you shall be our vassals and serve us. The Philistine continued, I defy the ranks of Israel today. Give me a man and let us fight together. Then David spoke to Saul, Let your majesty not lose courage. I am at your service to go and fight this Philistine. Saul clothed David in his own tunic, putting a bronze helmet on his head and arming him with a coat of mail. David also girded himself with Saul's sword over the tunic. He walked with difficulty, however, since he had never tried armor before. He said to Saul, I cannot go in these because I have never tried them before. So he took them off. Then staff in hand, David selected five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in the pocket of his shepherd's bag. With his sling also ready to hand, he approached the Philistine. With his shield-bearer marching before him, the Philistine also advanced closer and closer to David. When he had sized David up and seen that he was youthful and ruddy and handsome in appearance, he held him in contempt. The Philistine said to David, 
Am I a dog that you come against me with a staff? Then the Philistine cursed David by his gods and said to him, Come here to me, and I will leave your flesh for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David answered him, You come against me with sword and spear and scimitar, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel that you have insulted. Today the Lord shall deliver you into my hand. I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will leave your corpse and the corpses of the Philistine army for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Thus the whole land shall learn that Israel has a God. All this multitude, too, shall learn that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's, and he shall deliver you into our hands. The Philistine then moved to meet David at close quarters, while David ran quickly to the battle line in the direction of the Philistine. David put his hand into the bag and took out a stone, hurled it with a sling, and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone embedded itself in his brow, and he fell prostrate on the ground. Thus David overcame the Philistine with sling and stone. He struck the Philistine mortally and did it without a sword. Then David ran and stood over him with the Philistine's own sword, which he drew from its sheath. He dispatched him and cut off his head. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord has saved me from the lion's mouth and the claws of the bear. He will will deliver me from the hands of my enemies. God has sent me his faithfulness and love. He has rescued me from the midst of lions. He will deliver me from the hands of my enemies. A reading from a treatise on Christian perfection by St. Gregory of Nyssa, Bishop. No one has known Christ better than Paul nor surpassed him in the careful example he gave of what anyone should be who bears Christ's name. So precisely did he mirror his master, that he became his very image. By a painstaking imitation, he was transformed into his model, and seemed to be no longer Paul who lived and spoke, but Christ himself. He shows his keen awareness of this grace when he refers to the Corinthians' desire for proof that Christ was speaking in him. As he says, It is no longer I who live. It is Christ who lives in me. Paul teaches us the power of Christ's name when he calls him the power and wisdom of God, our peace, the unapproachable light where God dwells, our expiation and redemption, our great high priest, our paschal sacrifice, our propitiation, 
when he declares him to be the radiance of God's glory, the very pattern of his nature, the creator of all ages, our spiritual food and drink, the rock and the water, the bedrock of our faith, the cornerstone, the visible image of the invisible God. He goes on to speak of him as the mighty God, the head of his body, the church, the firstborn of the new creation, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep, the firstborn of the dead, the eldest of many brothers. He tells us that Christ is the mediator between God and man, the only begotten Son, crowned with glory and honor, the Lord of glory, the beginning of all things, the King of justice and of peace, the King of the whole universe, ruling a realm that has no limits. Paul calls Christ, by many other titles, too numerous to recall here. Their cumulative force will give some conception of the marvelous content of the name Christ, revealing to us His inexpressible majesty, insofar as our minds and thoughts can comprehend it. Since, by the goodness of God, we who are called Christians have been granted the honor of sharing this name, the greatest, the highest, the most sublime of all names, it follows that each of the titles that express its meaning should be clearly reflected in us. If we are not to lie when we call ourselves Christians, we must bear witness to it by our way of living. Let all who take refuge in you be glad and rejoice forever. Protect them. And those who love your name will exalt in you. They will walk in the light of your presence and rejoice in your name all day long. And those who love your name will exalt in you. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name. For you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes. Along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer, it's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the message is judge actions, but not people. From the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Judge not, that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And the measure you give will be the measure you get. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, Take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. 
This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the Relevant Radio app. Now, really loving others sometimes includes what is called fraternal correction. And that is kindly and gently steering someone back on course. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. Our Lord did not discuss the apostles or look down on them because of their defects, which are evident and clearly reflected in the Gospels. At the beginning of their dedication to God, they are at times moved by envy or anger and are even ambitious for prominence among themselves. At such times, the Master corrects them tactfully and is patient with them and continues loving them. He teaches those of his followers who are to hand on his doctrine something that is essential in family life, in a working environment, in personal relationships, and indeed in the whole of the church. It is to live charity in deeds. Loving others despite all their defects is the fulfillment of the law of Christ. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This commandment of Jesus does not say we must love only those who are without defects or those who have certain virtues. Because charity is an ordered virtue, Our Lord asks us to esteem, first of all, those whom God has placed at our side by ties of blood or by reason of family relationships, then those who work beside us and those who are our friends and neighbors. This charity will have its own particular characteristics according to the bonds which unite us. But we must always have an open, welcoming attitude and have the desire to help everyone. It is not a question of practicing this virtue with ideal persons but with those who actually live and work with us, with those we meet in the street at rush hour when the traffic is at its worst and public transport overcrowded. Perhaps at home or at the office, we shall come across cross-grained people who are irritable or even in a bad temper, those who are unwell or tired, those who are selfish and envious. It is a question of getting along with those real specific individuals, of being considerate with them, and helping them. Our neighbor's faults demand the response of a Christian. We must be understanding. We must pray for them, and when appropriate, help them by means of fraternal correction. Our Lord recommended no less, and the church has always practiced it. This fraternal help is the fruit of charity. It has to be exercised humbly, without wounding. The correction should be given alone in a friendly, positive way helping the friend or colleague to realize that the point in question harms his soul or his work or is making it difficult for others to get along with him. It could detract from the human regard or prestige he should be able to expect. The gospel precept goes far beyond the purely human level of social convention and even of friendship when this is based on purely human criteria. It is a sign of human loyalty and avoids any criticism or gossiping behind people's backs. Is this the way we behave? Do we really carry out this recommendation that comes to us from Christ himself? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 
16 before the hour. We pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. with your kindness. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God without beginning or end. You turn men back to dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger and fears the strength of your fury? Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servant. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exalt and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. 
glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil, and happy to be known as companions of your Son, we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nations. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the end of the earth. Let the sea and what fills it resound, the coastlands and those who dwell in them. Let the steppe and its cities cry out, the villages where Kedar dwells. Let the inhabitants of Sila exalt and shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and utter his praise in the coastlands. The Lord goes forth like a hero. Like a warrior, he stirs up his ardor. He shouts out his battle cry. Against his enemies, he shows his might. I have looked away and kept silence. I have said nothing, holding myself in. But now I cry out as a woman in labor, gasping and panting. I will lay waste mountains and hills. All their herbage I will dry up. I will turn the rivers into marshes, and the marshes I will dry up. I will lead the blind on their journey by paths unknown. I will guide them. I will turn darkness into light before them and make crooked ways straight. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. From the farthest bounds of earth, May God be praised. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing a psalm to his name, for he is loving. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, and Israel for his own possession. For I know the Lord is great, that our Lord is high above all gods. The Lord does whatever he wills, in heaven, on earth, in the seas. He summons clouds from the ends of the earth, makes lightning produce the rain. From his treasuries he sends forth the wind. The firstborn of the Egyptians he smote, of man and beast alike. Signs and wonders he worked 
in the midst of your land, O Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. Nations in their greatness he struck, and kings in their splendor he slew. Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, the king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. He let Israel inherit their land. On his people, their land he bestowed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Where two or three gather in your name, Lord, you promise to be with them and share their fellowship. Look down upon your family gathered here in your name and graciously pour out your blessing upon us. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. A reading from the book of Judith. We should be grateful to the Lord our God for putting us to the test as he did our forefathers. Recall how he dealt with Abraham and how he tried Isaac and all that happened to Jacob in Syrian Mesopotamia while he was tending the flocks of Laban, his mother's brother. Not for vengeance did the Lord put them in the crucible to try their hearts, nor has he done so with us. It is by way of admonition that he chastises those who are close to him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Sing Sing for for joy, God's chosen ones. Give Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, The The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Because Christ hears and saves those who hope in him, let us pray. We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. We We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. We thank you because you are rich in mercy. And for the abundant love with which you have loved us. We We praise you, Lord. We We hope in you. With the Father, you are always at work in the world. Make all things new through the power of your Holy Spirit. We We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. Open our eyes and the eyes of our brothers. To see your wonders this day. We We praise you, Lord. We we hope in you. You call us today to your service. Make us stewards of your many gifts. We We praise you, Lord. We We hope in you. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. God, our Creator, you gave us the earth to cultivate and the sun to serve our needs. Help us to spend this day for your glory and our neighbor's good. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Well, like I said, today is a good day to start again if you need to, and which of us doesn't need to. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid is along a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.